Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of the Queer Contessa podcast your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin. Side hustles and entrepreneurship are often glamorized under a rose-colored, quote-unquote, girl boss lens. People are drawn in by the allure of working on your own schedule, following your passion, or being your own boss. However, it takes a lot of hard work, and oftentimes the problem is knowing how to create a side hustle or business that won't leave you feeling burnt out. Jess Joswick is the founder of Backbone Business. She is a business coach for online entrepreneurs and helps her clients earn the money they need with plenty of time to spare for happy hour, hobbies, and happiness. Jess will be joining us on the podcast today to give us her best tips for creating a successful and most importantly, a sustainable side hustle. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Jess, it's so nice to have you to talk about side hustles and entrepreneurship. We recently on the podcast actually spoke about hustle culture and why the quote unquote always on mentality is quite toxic. And I'm curious, do you think there is space for having a side hustle or online business without slipping into that kind of outlook? Because sometimes it feels like one just leads straight to the other. Yeah, I really loved that episode. I'm really glad that y'all talked about that. So my answer is yes. <laughs> define um, hustle culture first because I I just it's a buzzword. And um, so this is my definition. You know, I really see it as a value system. Uh, it is a way of looking at life that puts work, our labor, and productivity before everything else. So some symptoms, usually when we talk about hustle culture, we talk about what are the symptoms, right? So (laughs) one of them is definitely working all the time and valuing that, like rewarding that behavior. Also, um, perfection is another one. Collecting accolades, 
uh, and really um, extreme urgency across the board. Like everything is on fire all yes. the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hierarchy at all. It really is labor as a badge of honor. And it's what happens when, you know, late stage capitalism, which is what we're in right now, uh, marries the helicopter parenting that was <laughs> a very common model of the of the 90s and the aughts. You know, the, the, their baby is hustle culture. So yeah. um, we, and in it, you know, we can't turn off. We're afraid to fail. And we've created that tools that enable and allow us to be on all the time and to be more and more perfect everywhere, or at least to have the appearance of perfection. Mm-hmm. So this is true definitely for millennials, but it has spread to other generations. So yeah, do you think it's possible? Yes, we, we have to find a way for it to be possible because the, the, the structure of work right now, you know, whether you have your own business or not, is not working for us mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the whole you know, phrase side hustle is sometimes a tough one because it, it's in the name. Also, the name is you do this on the side in addition to right. all these other things. And I do feel like, you know, there was a term that I've heard recently called the necessity entrepreneur. So people who are maybe laid off of their jobs and they had to, or they wanted to, I should say, start a side hustle and make extra income. I mean, it's, it's it, and there are also times where I feel like um, I've heard from people where they're like, if you just have one job or one thing you're doing, you feel like you're somehow, you know, not good enough or somehow you right. are like, oh my gosh, you only do one job. And there, there's something about that too, that seems really exhausting to me is like you go, well, I guess back when we would go to parties with people and it's like everyone had these like 5,000 different things they were doing. So I guess yes. maybe let's start with like backing up a little bit. Like, is everyone meant to have a side hustle or is this like certain personalities are better for this versus others? Do you have to have less of a quote unquote, like high powered career versus someone else? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you, you brought that up because a part of hustle culture is defining everything that you do through what you do and Mm -hmm. through, or defining you as a person through how you make money or how you spend your time. And I completely reject that model and that that way of thinking. So everyone, yeah, a side hustle, uh, everyone can be an entrepreneur. You know, there is no entrepreneur personality type. Um, the usual, the, the typical mold, you know, the typical person we see out there doing it is somebody who's super extroverted, somebody who loves to speak publicly and, you know, have the spotlight on them. Um, usually a cis white dude, you know? Um, so we need a new model for who can be quote unquote an entrepreneur. And we need, you know, honestly, we need to broaden the lens of what a good entrepreneur does and what they look like. Because right now, when I say, you know, I have my own business, I'm an entrepreneur, people are usually like, oh man, you must be so busy. Like you're already, you're, you must be swamped. And I'm like, um, not really, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, not in the way that they're thinking about it. Um, and that hasn't always been true, and they that may not always be true, but it is certainly not the default mode for me to be on all the time. And so that's what I work on with my clients is like decoupling that belief that if they're resting, they're not good entrepreneurs. or if they're don't feel busy, um, that's totally great. Like go live your life. Like don't mm-hmm. fill your time with just work stuff. Yeah. I actually had a concept in my book called Fawn, the fear of not doing. And it's like, it takes just as much discipline to be able to sit on the couch and relax and do nothing 
I feel like sometimes maybe even more discipline for people than it does to like multitask and keep going 24-7, 24-7, 24-7. And, and so that is definitely, uh, I think what it is too, at least for me being an entrepreneur versus like working in corporate is that when you're working in corporate, it's like, unless you are the end all be all the CEO, it's like, someone else is kind of setting the path of what we're doing and I'm checking in with them. When you're an entrepreneur, everything is up to you. And so there's equal parts fun about that. Like you get to make kind of your own journey, but there's also a lot of parts of that where I remember sometimes, especially when I first started career contestant feeling like I would give anything for someone to just walk in and tell me what to do today. Right? Like there's this mental fatigue that can come with being an entrepreneur and it's, I'm not saying there isn't a fatigue at work. There is. They're just different. You know, it's the whole yes. thing. Like the grass is not greener. It's just different grass. Um, I fullheartedly yes. believe that with entrepreneurship. And I think the other part that weighs on you a lot when you are thinking about a side hustle and not trying to fall into this hustle culture piece of it is is the financial aspects, right? Like I always joke, it's like you you eat what you kill as an entrepreneur. Like you have to go out and like make the money versus when you work for someone else, there is a huge piece, like literally peace of mind that comes knowing that you're going to have a paycheck and a salary and it's going to show up every two weeks. And that's personally one of the reasons why I actually don't love the whole hustle culture stuff about entrepreneurship or just like the, the, the promoting of side hustles a lot is because most of the time it's like not the most responsible thing to like, you know, ditch the the job and the 401k and the health insurance. And so, for some people, it's like a great thing. But I feel like we got into this place where it was like, ew, you work for somebody else. Like how awful, right. how did you like just mess up so how, badly? Right. Like, how have you <laughs> failed? Like you yeah. still have a nine to five. Yeah, totally. It's, it's so messed up. I agree. Yeah. And I know we're obviously going to get to some tips about how to create a sustainable side hustle. But one of the things I want to ask before we get there is just how do you figure out all the financial aspects of starting a business? And and if somebody's listening to this and they're kind of teetering back and forth about what to do, what do you recommend? And how do you kind of help your clients with that? Yeah. So I love recommending keeping your day job <laughs> for, <Yeah. laughs> for the majority of my clients. Like, first of all, it just settles them down particularly if they are in a more untested industry. Uh, you know, I have a client who is um, has a forest bathing practice. Now, mm-hmm. that takes a lot more education. You just need more time to get that going because yeah. you need to educate people on what forest bathing is and all the benefits. And, you know, so that's a, that's a practice that, hey, you know, we're going to need a little bit more time to get this business off the ground yeah. um, just right away. And so... It's really helpful to have your nine to five there. So you're not wondering, you know, how am I going to eat next week? Or, you know, is my mortgage going to be paid? Or can, you know, are my yeah. kids going to have all the things they need to go to school? All of that. So I recommend it, first of yeah. all. It's, it's like there's like, risk taking yeah. and then there's risk taking to the point of like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, exactly. You don't, you don't yeah. need to be, you know, like throwing it all in right on day one, right? <laughs> Exactly. And when you're just starting out, you're going to experiment. Like the way you work with people is going to change. Your product's going to change. Your messaging, oh, all, yeah. everything, like a million times. And it takes the having the job takes the pressure off of everything needing to go right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know you can do a launch and have it just like totally flop and not worry that you know you're going to lose your house. So yeah. I love it. It takes the pressure off. It allows you to experiment and. It just lets you figure out 
exactly how are you going to work with people and how are you going to solve their problem? Yeah. And I just want to add one tip to people who are listening to this. When you say launch your side hustle with your full-time job, if you're fortunate enough to still have a full-time job, you might do that for two years. I mean, I spent the first year, um, maybe even like, well, it took me basically a year to build Career Condesa and then launch it. And so I would say the first two years of having Career Condesa, I still worked a full-time job. And so when you're thinking about like maybe take the pressure off yourself about like, I want to quit my job by month six or by month nine, because I'm, I'm just thinking back. I'm like having all these flashbacks to like when I first started, like <laughs> everything changes. It changes a lot and you don't know what you don't know. And so on one hand, you have to go through that journey, but also give yourself sort of um, the mental headspace to not put so much pressure on yourself right away. If you, if you can, I mean, like I said, there are a lot of people who also maybe lost their job or, or because of COVID they, they left their job and they're thinking about the side hustle thing and, you know, tiptoeing into that, which I know you have tips on that too. If you're tiptoeing, like where do you start with that? Or what do you recommend people start with? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I I really like, this is a good segue into my first tip, to be honest, um, is deciding and defining what success might look like for your side hustle. Um, And you have to start here. You know, it is a very coachy answer to say, oh, well, you have to start with setting some goals. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's like, Um, shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But we we say it for a reason. Like you, because it's so easy to copy what others are doing without running it through your own filter and what you want first. It's so easy to get down in a rabbit hole of like, okay, well, this person is a competitor or this person is kind of doing yeah. something similar. So I, I'm just going to copy them. Yeah. Right. I'm just going to do because they have a roadmap and a blueprint and I'm just going to do that because that seems easy. You're working with totally incomplete information, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing is that not everyone who has a side hustle that I've talked to, like wants to make it their full-time thing. Yeah. They, you know, and that's totally fine. Not everything that you do needs to be monetized. You know, you talked about that in the hustle culture episode too. Like we don't need to make money off of things out of all of our hobbies. We sometimes yeah. we enjoy it, but, but if you do want to have a business, then you have to start with, what do I want? You know, so let's create some goals. So give yourself something to work towards. And <laughs> goal setting is so triggering for people. That's what I found. Um, and usually it's for two, one of two reasons, either they don't want to let themselves down by if they don't hit the goal, like I'm going to feel really bad about that. So I'm just not going to set a goal or they want to take things as it come, as it comes, you know, they just want to kind of fly free. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that too. I've, I think I've yeah. actually done some of those, which is a bit self-sabotaging, just by the way, people, it's like by not setting goals, you automatically just keep moving the finish line on yourself, which then makes you feel like you never get anything done and you are totally. in this rat race. So yes, exactly. And yeah. that's, people think like, well, if I set big goals, then I'm going to burn out trying to get there. And mm-hmm. you're, but you're, you've landed, you hit the nail on the head. Like you're just going to keep moving the goalpost. And Mm -hmm. that's going to burn you out, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. So you don't know, basically, you know, if things are working or what you need to change specifically. Mm -hmm. Do you think one of the biggest mistakes you see is people launching a side hustle because they saw someone else doing it and they were like, I can do that too. And they just assume that person makes, you know, thousands of dollars a month on autopilot. Either that and they try to copy them or they, there's something that they really want to do. And they're looking at the market and saying, well, everybody's doing it. Like everybody's a business coach. So I, it's too crowded. 
Like I'm not going to be able to stand out. And even though that's really the thing that they want. So mm-hmm. it kind of cuts both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes Instagram has made, or I, I always pick on Instagram on this show, but yeah. um, really any <laughs> social media um, has made it so that it's so incredibly easy to do that. And to be honest, it's like, I think some of the best advice I always get is like, stay in your lane, like put on your blinders. And my friend, Maxie McCoy always says, race horses, you know, they race with eye blind or eye shields on so they can't see the competition. And it's like, sometimes you just hear something and you're like, holy shit, why? Okay, that makes so much sense. But it's it's like, sometimes I feel like we're afraid to not see what other people are doing because you're also afraid of losing out on maybe, maybe it's what motivates you sometimes too, you know, is knowing like, you know, other people are doing something. Totally. It really, it, it depends on the person. Honestly, there's no, you know, blanket statement. Like you should look at everyone else all the time and you shouldn't, you know, some people are totally motivated by that and don't take it personally. Others, it, they totally spiral. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we just, it, that changes for, for, for one person, you know, yeah. one month it, it works one month that, you know, it's spir- you spiral out. So yeah. 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 I want to take a quick break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easier to get professional counseling from a licensed therapist. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's super easy to connect to your counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. Plus, you can now get help on your own time and at your own pace and schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors with varying specialties ranging from depression, stress, and anxiety to self-esteem, sleeping, trauma, and much more. Anything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session, all without ever having to sit down in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp includes 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states who are available worldwide through text, chat, phone, and video. Start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. The Career Contessa podcast listeners get 10% off your first month when you use the discount code FEMALS, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash females. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All right, now let's get back to the show. Okay, your second tip. So for anyone listening to this who's like, I've already decided I'm going to create the side hustle, but I want it to be sustainable. I don't want to get on this hustle, toxic situation that we talked about before. Your second tip to them is to seek out failure, which I think for most people listening, they their whole body just like reacted to that because they're like, wait a minute, I'm trying to do this to be successful. (laughs) Why do I want to (laughs) fail? Yeah. So... Entrepreneurship really is different. Like the rules in entrepreneurship are different than the rules that uh, that the rest of the world follows. <laughs> like in everything else that we do, you know, school, jobs, life. Period. Like we get ahead by doing better work. Like mm-hmm. our our output determines how far we go. 
So, you know, do a good presentation, like get the promotion. If mm-hmm. you study for the test, you'll go on to the next grade. <laughs> you yeah. know, you'll, you'll pass. Right? Input, output, input, input, output. That's not how it works in entrepreneurship. <laughs> like you get ahead by failing a bunch. And it's not like, am I going to fail? You know, but it's when am I going to fail? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how often am I going to fail over and over again? So the big mindset shift here that every successful entrepreneur needs to make over and over is that failure is a sign that I'm trying. Failure is a sign that I'm progressing. You know, there's that Thomas Edison quote. It's something like, I found 10,000 ways that won't work. Mm -hmm. You know, I found 10,000 ways that the light bulb isn't going to happen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What I see is that when people go in without the expectation of failure, they work really hard at not failing rather than working hard at making something good. Yeah. There's a huge difference between those two. Mm-hmm. So after you figured out, you know, what would be meaningful to me and that has taken shape and it's, that has taken the form of goals or yeah. intentions, um, then you have to figure out how can I get to failure? <laughs> you know, how can I start to experiment, which is, why it's really nice to have a day job to, you know, kind of pad the crash. Because in the moment, it can really, really suck. You know, you've sunk resources into something that didn't work the way you thought it was going to work. You know, like a launch fails, three clients say no, like a bunch of people ghost you, you know. But the truth is, the faster you can get like yourself to having a reaction of, oh my God, yes, that didn't work. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, I suck because that didn't work. Like, or that the fact that that didn't work means that I shouldn't do this business, the better it'll be for you because you'll enjoy the process. And that's, that's the point. Like, that's why we have businesses. We have to enjoy the process. Yeah. Sometimes that can be hard to do. I'm curious, do you have a story or can you share a story of a time when you've failed? I mean, you own your own business, you help people launch and grow their businesses. I'm sure either you know, anecdotally or your own story of your own business that you can share? Oh my God. So many times. I mean, I just this year, I had a membership for about two months that totally failed. And, you know, so many reasons. Uh, But the main one was that I realized that it wasn't a container that I knew I could get, that my I knew my clients could get results in. And because of that, I wasn't showing up. Like I wasn't showing up to... Uh, in the way with the resources, with the material, with the content that the members needed. Um, I mean, just one reason among many, frankly, I mean, I've done, I've done so many workshops and webinars where like no one has showed up one person, three people, you know, Mm -hmm. 50 people signed up and five people came live. Like, you know, you name it, all these different numbers that on the face of it look terrible, but guess what? Out of one of those workshops, you know, one person came and that one person became a client. So how we get through some of this rough stuff, and that's going to look different, you know, for everyone, no matter if your side hustle is a product business, you know, you're going to have, you know, QA problems and, you know, supplier problems and customer complaints and, and all of the rest. But um, back to my example, that one person who came to a workshop, you know, has been my client now for uh, over a year. Yeah. So what gets you through the rough stuff like that or the disappointments is has to be your commitment to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only way that you're going to get through it and get back up on your feet and 
when you're face down in the arena to borrow Brene Brown's uh, quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, she borrowed Teddy Roosevelt's quote, but yeah. she talks about it all the time. <laughs> I remember too, with Craig and Tessa, one of the mistakes I made was we were we were trying to run ads. I just assumed if we ran ads, it can help us grow our email list faster. And you know, sometimes something will work like, yeah, you can pay money to run an ad and people will sign up. But then you realize that people who sign up are not maybe, you know, as involved in your content because they only wanted the freebie. And so the other thing I would just share with people when they think about entrepreneurship is like, you can do everything right. You can literally be like, okay, one, I always say this too, like one plus one equal to like, okay, I put money in, I ran the ads, I made sure that my return on the ads was something I was looking for. You know, that alone was already a huge challenge. But then you realize, well, we're getting more people to sign up and more people does not always equal, you know, more money associated or, and I don't even mean it like that in terms of like, you're always trying to monetize everything, but it's very important that you don't get too hooked to vanity metrics too, because at the end of the day, businesses have to be built on solid foundations and vanity metrics are not that. And so I think a lot of people probably have stories of when I first started out, I was really focused on this thing, but I realized like, these are the things that really actually helped me grow or, you know, whatever it is like that. And just, yes. I was just you know, and I, I wasted like $5,000. And I remember just feeling so stupid about like, I don't have $5,000 to waste. How could I do this? You know, and just like beating myself up. And to your point, I should have been much, I should have just recognized like, I failed at this and it's not a good fit for us. And here's why I moved on quicker than I, I did, you know? Exactly. And, you know, $5,000 is, is, that's a huge bummer, but great that it happened then and not when you ran the $50,000 campaign. So, you know, and that's a, that's a really good example because it's, you know, people get really hooked on the numbers, like, you know, this many people clicked, but then they didn't do the next step. And it's so easy to get into a a downward thought spiral for that stuff. And I know we're talking a lot about like online side hustles, but the, it doesn't matter what side hustle you're doing. I mean, you know, just being very focused on, being okay with failure and recognizing like, well, the faster you learn if something works or doesn't work, it's actually a good thing versus to your, to your point, like beating yourself up, like this didn't work. Cause I'm not smart enough to figure this out, which is definitely, can feel like something we, we drop kick to is it's kind of beating ourselves up. Okay. So your third tip is to create and nurture healthy habits. So I know people have probably heard all about routines and healthy habits a lot. Why why does this matter so much for the sustainable side uh, business and, and or side hustle? And also like share some of these habits that you've seen really work. Yeah. So honestly, the sooner that you'll, you get into a healthy feedback loop, a virtuous one, rather than a vicious cycle, you know, with, with everything that you do with your behavior, the better. And so, you know, really I define healthy habits. I mean, habits are things that we do every day, but I put under the banner of habits, I put how do, what do we tell ourselves on the regular? Like, how do we treat our mind? How do we treat ourselves? So we really have to engage with positive reinforcement, kind of like how we train dogs (laughs) or any any animal, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah. You know, in the entrepreneurial space, this means how do I spend my time and what do I focus on? And it means how do I talk to myself and how do I take care of you know, my body, my container. Yeah. <laughs> so this is boring stuff. Like making sure that, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Like, mm-hmm. do you have time? Do you, are you getting all of the types of rest, not just physical rest, but, but mental rest, mental unplugging mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. emotional rest, you know, or are you allowing yourself to worry all the time? 
are you getting outside? Are you moving your body? It's also about structuring your days with you at the center of it, with your rest and with your well-being at the center rather than a footnote or rather than um, hoping that you'll have a few minutes here and there to quickly do your routine and quickly like stuff in a workout and all of that. Mm -hmm. So how we have been taught again to stay productive is you know, how can we extend the time that we work? How can we get more hours at work? Or how can we cram more into the day? And we've seen that that doesn't work, whether you're an employee or, you know, you're an employer or some combination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't work when you're trying to be a leader. So when I talk about healthy habits, I'm talking about how can we flip the script? Like, how can we put if I'm going to start with rest, you know, if that's the first thing that goes in my calendar or if working out is, or if eating healthy, because I know that that's what I need. And then everything else that all of the other things, action items on our to-do list fall into place. I vote for that method (laughs) versus the other method. Also, I would put in there, you know, what do you tell yourself when things don't go as planned? And how do you develop new reactions to different cues? So one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And uh, he talks about, in this book, he talks about having, developing new reactions to either visual cues or like basically cycles. So, you know, this happens and then I do this. Mm-hmm. So I feel frustrated and I reach for Uh, I do an unhealthy thing, you know, something that I would consider unhealthy. Like I try to numb. Well, that would be a vicious cycle. How could I get into a virtuous cycle with it? Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's just quitting for the day. Like I'm a huge fan of that. So building an awareness of when that's happening for you and then figuring out how can I, how can I just head off any sort of like emotional roller coaster? Like how can Mm -hmm. I just completely short circuit that vicious cycle and what would help me get into a virtuous cycle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My way to get out of my cycle is I put on my headphones and I listen to music and I stretch on the floor. And I got like a big play mat, which probably should be for a child, but I've been using it for myself because I, I have floors and I don't want it. And I've whatever, I don't want it on the rug. I want my mat and right. my stretching mat. <laughs> And I want to listen to music and I usually listen to country music, which is kind of funny because like, I don't know, it's just like a thing for me and I breathe and I stretch and I, it is like the thing that takes me from like the 25 down to like a five and you know, 10 minutes is like all it takes and it, 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 and it, it cuts the cycle, right? It short circuits the cycle of you know, starting to feel really overwhelmed and anxious. Like I've got more things on my plate than I can do. Or sometimes I feel like as a business owner, you have so many things that you want to do. And there's, it's almost like as you're writing down the to-do list of the things you want to do or the wish list of the things you want to do, the overwhelm, like the heart rate starts to beat a little faster, you know? Um, And you've only got so many resources, especially when you are launching a side hustle, you only have so many resources. And I think the other thing that, for me, sometimes that was frustrating with the side hustle is like, I would get frustrated when I'm like, I need to do this thing. And I don't know how to do this. And it's like, you know, there's yes. a process of having to learn how to do this whole thing before you can actually even do it. And one of the things I had to do is I had to flip the script of like, I don't want to do this. I don't know how to do this. It's going to be so hard to do to like, 
I've carved out time like on a Friday morning where I get up early, I make a cup of coffee and I sit there and I read and I watch the you know tutorials and I try to figure out how to do something. So it turns it into this like ritual of like something fun to learn how to do versus the like, oh, this thing is hanging over my head and I have to figure out how to, you know, set up an email provider that then connects to this thing, to that thing, to that thing, which you know, it's stressful. Sometimes you just want to put your hands into the computer and be like, okay, these two things just connect, talk to each other. You know? <laughs> right. It doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah, totally. One of the things that I do, like I know that when I'm starting to spiral, when I get frustrated and because I'm, I can't control other people. Yeah. Um, so releasing that codependent feeling that like, or this belief that I can if I were just better at something, then I could have convinced this person to do X, Y, Z, or they could have gotten back to me sooner or things could have worked out differently or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Releasing that, that lie has been super, super important to me. And also uh, short-circuiting, I'm really glad you shared that movement, you know, that is the thing uh, to help you get out of the spiral. Honestly, same thing for me. Anything that takes my focus off of the task at hand or the frustration at hand is really helpful. And um, especially as someone who has depression and anxiety, like I I need to be on it because it's better for me to lose an hour or two than a day or a week to totally spiraling out and having Mm -hmm. to kind of dig myself out of this really this like mental hole, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. (laughs) Um, So your fourth and final tip is to give yourself a C plus. (laughs) So for all (laughs) the... Type A people out there like myself are like, whoa, 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 what's what's wrong with the A? <laughs> so tell me about the C plus. Yeah, this is the scariest one for people. Um, and this is so C plusing is a concept that I use with my clients, and um, my perfectionists like love and hate it. <laughs> they hate to love it. It really is a sibling of welcoming failure. And, you know, the skills that we picked up in our nine to fives, sometimes they work against us. (laughs) And one of the skills or one of of the beliefs rather is um, the belief that everything we do needs to be done at the highest level. Like Mm -hmm. if we create a worksheet, it needs to, you know, be win a Pulitzer. Like if we shoot a series, it needs to be like, we have to shoot it in 4K. Like it has to be ready for Netflix. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The reality is that as as an entrepreneur, like you don't have time to make everything your A plus. And that's especially true if you have a side hustle. So that's where I see people burn out, um, especially like they try to learn, they need to learn something, you know, justifiably. So like running an ad and, Mm -hmm. but then they try to be like an ad pro (laughs) and they try to, you know, they, they go overboard with it. Um, There's just too much to do. There just really is. And, you know, the everything starts with us. You are responsible for everything when you're starting a side hustle, but that doesn't mean that you have to do everything. Yeah. So instead, I really vote for choosing what needs to be an A plus and what's fine to be a C plus. Yes. And so and I think yeah. your point about like you don't have to shoot in 4K, like that's such a good example of like I'm thinking back to when we launched our YouTube channel and like you guys should watch the first videos. You like we've come a long way, but I remember like, and I'm definitely the guilty one at Career Contessa of like I hold up the whole operation sometimes because I'm like, I want to know exactly how we're gonna do this thing before we do it at all, which you know, 
at times can cause more harm than good. But also, I really need to be much better about deciphering what what is C plus quality and what needs to be A plus quality. And like, not everything needs to be an A plus, it just doesn't. And I think that's a really, really good lesson. And even at work, I think we, I think the difference is, is like, when you're at work, you get to go to a boss, or you get to go to someone else and say to them, like, what are the top priorities? And you hope that they come back with some good answers. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to play that role. And it's, it's kind of like, that can be a lot easier when someone else is calling the shots with that than it is for with you. But this is sort of one of the, the the parts of being an entrepreneur. And I'm curious, like, again, people hire business coaches, I assume, to help them with these decisions. I mean, can we talk a little bit about like, how do you decipher between what needs to be an A and what needs to be a C plus? And do people hire, is that why people need to hire a business coach to help them with stuff like that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so Definitely. Because what I find to your question of, is that why people hire a business coach? Definitely one of the reasons. Uh, What I see is people spend a lot of time on the vanity stuff, the things that don't actually move the needle. And really, to be honest, um, your website is one of them. Uh, Now, if you are a platform like Career Contessa, that's a different story. But if you are an accountant, or if you're a coach, (laughs) you're a life coach, your website isn't the thing that's going to build trust with people immediately. So I always go to like, what are the things that are going to put money in your bank account the fastest? And usually Mm -hmm. that's developing relationships. Like when you're starting out, it's literally going to your personal and professional community and saying, Hey, I'm doing this now. Do you need that thing? Or do you know anybody who might know this thing? Like, let's just go to the lowest hanging fruit. Like, let's go to the easiest thing. Yeah, and um, but I find that people spend a lot of time on oh, making sure my feed looks so perfect and making am I sharing the right content? I'll start a blog, and you know when you're starting a side hustle, you can do all of that stuff. But content marketing is a really long tail venture, and so while you're doing all of that, let's also really focus on getting your work into the hands of the people who are going to give you money for it, so you can figure out if it's going to work if it solves their problem and, and iterate and make it better. Yeah. Someone told me once to like the strategies that help you grow to 5,000 are not the same strategies that help you grow to 500,000. So like, I think sometimes people need to also remember, like it's going to change over time. Like what, to your point, like start with the low hanging fruit. And I think like, for example, at career Contessa, our challenge is we have to say no to a lot of things because we have to stay extremely focused on the few things that we do really well because as a platform, you can get spread too thin too and you can feel like you need to do all the things. And that's probably not that different than people in a side hustle, but I think it's just different because we want to do a fun and new, exciting thing, but sometimes it just doesn't fit into who we are as a company and, and, and our original mission. And I, you know, that that's sometimes I think hard because when I think of, um, side hustles. And when people are first starting, it's like this shiny ball syndrome. It's like, yes, you know, there's shiny objects everywhere. And yes. you constantly have this thought in your head of like, well, maybe I should do this. Or someone even says to you, have you thought about doing X, Y, Z? And not everyone needs to launch a podcast. Not everyone needs to launch a coaching business or to your point, a membership business or a YouTube channel. Um, and I know that, you know, that, Again, like when you're launch- when you're starting out, part of it is that you you put pressure on yourself to kind of do all the things as well. But I'll tell you one thing too: if you change one thing, like in your branding, guess what? Now you have to change it on all those platforms too. So there you go. You might actually benefit from doing less and have less of a headache if you decide to change something later. 
Yeah, totally. It, that That is so true. And, you know, we want to go right to what's the most complicated thing because that feels like, well, that's what feels like uh, going all in means, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes around that. Like, well, if I'm on every channel, that means that I'm really, you know, I'm leaving nothing on the field. Yeah. And it doesn't actually serve us to, to, you know, put everything like that on your to-do list. So mm-hmm. I find like choosing, okay, these are the things that are going to be an A plus because these are the, the, my main revenue drivers, or this is the way that I work with people. And then everything else, you know, is a C plus. So these things I'm just going to let go. And that helps you, you know, get into the doing rather than the waiting, yeah. you know, rather than waiting for the enough money or a bigger, a big enough audience or permission or whatever it is, whatever you feel like you're waiting for. And, you know, C-plusing it, like I created this because I needed it. Um, You know, I, in my former career, my former life, I was a graphic designer. So that was all about the details, you know, it was all about perfection and I had to unlearn it or else I was just going to be so locked into all of the tiny little details and the kerning and how everything looked rather than actually serving people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm curious, last question as we wrap up, you know, when I started Career Contest, I had a few friends who also had side hustles and they all have, there, there were like five of us and they've all ended their side hustles and they've gone back to, not gone back, but they stayed with their jobs or they just have ended their side hustles. How do you know when it's time to end your side hustle and move on? The first part of my answer is if you are consistently not hitting your goals and the other side of it is, and you're not interested in finding another way. <laughs> so in that scenario, you have to ask yourself, if I could have it my way, what would I do in this situation? Would I pivot? Would I serve these people anymore or this industry? Or would I? do I just not like this way of being and this way of mm-hmm. thinking of the world? Yeah. I, I know for a fact, one of my friends, it was, she was like, I know what it takes to run this business and I'm not interested in doing it that way. Totally. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like does the five-year vision excite you? Like when you look mm-hmm. down the road. Um, and then the other thing is if you're being driven by ego rather than service mm-hmm. and looking at that in a non-judgmental way, like, oh, actually like I just need to check myself for a minute here. I'm doing this business because it sounds cool <laughs> and because it, it gives me some kind of credibility or something like that, rather than I'm doing this business because I know that it helps people and it is actually, you know, solving their problem or enhancing their life in some way. And that like really makes me excited and helps me feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that very well because to this day, I still get excited to work on Career Contessa and I, I, you know, I've had very tough moments and I've asked myself and it's like, but I'm still really excited to adapt and pivot and keep moving forward and do what has to be done in order to bring this content to people, you know, and, and obviously make a living doing it, you know, which is something we didn't have time to talk about, which is like revenue streams and all that, but 
we'll have to have you guys, you come back if everyone um, yes. is interested in side hustles and entrepreneurship. I think um, it's always a, an interesting one, how people actually make money. Cause you know, the whole story is not always online, everybody. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. So you, you heard her everybody. Let, let us know. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know. Part two. Um, if you guys want Jess to come back. So Jess, where can they find you and stay in touch with you? If someone's looking for a business coach, like share your website, all the things. Yes. So I am most active on Instagram, even though we totally, you know, I know I always do it on Instagram, but we're active there too. (laughs) It is my platform of choice at the end of the day. Um, Mm -hmm. So I am on there at Backbone Business and my website is backbone-business.com. So you can, you can, I'm, I'm hanging out all the time on Instagram. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we will link to your Instagram and your website, but everyone go follow Jess on Instagram at backbone business. And Jess, thanks you so much for sharing some tips on how to create a sustainable side hustle. So we don't have to get stuck in that toxic hustle. Go, go, go 24 seven. Thank you, Lauren. This was so fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review and rating our show. They all help our show so, so much. And we're so grateful. If you want to learn more about Jess and her work, check out the links in our show notes. Lastly, if you're interested in starting a side hustle, check out our free resource, How to Launch a Side Hustle. In this worksheet, you'll learn how to plan the ideal side hustle for your lifestyle, brand your business online, and market your new business to strangers and friends alike. That's linked in the show notes as well.